Life Audio. Couples who are in this attack, attack situation are usually not able to hear one another when they're in conflict. And the reason is because you're spending so much time going after your spouse, going after your partner. They have now become the enemy. You are now no longer fighting on the same team. You no longer have a common objective. This is all about, I'm going to win. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Hey, hey, friends, it's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Thank you so much for being here today on this episode that is going to help you as you deal with conflict. Now, I want to, first of all, first of all, let you know that we just celebrated a national holiday. No, I am not talking about Memorial Day. I am talking about my birthday. I just turned the big 4-2, you guys, and I'm feeling some kind of way about that because I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but even though I'm 42, I still feel like I'm about mm, maybe like 29, 30. I feel like that's more of an appropriate age for me. So I just made a decision last year that I'm not even going to keep up with the age thing anymore because I mean, why? I don't feel 42. I don't think I I like I look 42. Um, So we're just going to pretend that it's just not real. Okay. Um, So if you ask me how old I am in a few years, I'm probably just going to say, I don't know, because I'm literally making a decision to not keep track of this whole age thing. But um, life is good. God is good. Every year is another year to celebrate, right? And for those of you who wish me a happy birthday, whether on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, thank you so very much. I so appreciate you. So let's go ahead and get into the meat of this episode today, my friends. I want to really kind of dive deeper into conflict and into communication. That's one of our primary themes that we talk about on the podcast. And I went back and I listened to last week's episode and I was like, you guys, I need to do this whole episode on the silent treatment versus silence. I told you about how I have a private Facebook group and how I put this poll up in the Facebook group asking people what they thought. Y'all. This is the problem with turning older. You start to lose your memory. I already did a whole podcast episode on the silent treatment versus silence. And you might be listening to this like, um, yeah, I remember that episode. Well, if you have not listened to that episode yet, you can find that at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 87. It was over a year ago that I did this whole conversation about is the silent treatment ever beneficial and what is the difference between the silent treatment and silence? So I just want to put that out there. I am not going crazy. I'm just getting old, y'all. Okay. So you can find that again, episode 87 on the podcast. So today, I really want to spend some time talking, like I said before, more about conflict. And I want to just also preface this by saying there is a difference between fighting and conflict. Conflict is normal in a healthy relationship. Yes, you heard me right. Every relationship, even healthy relationships, are going to experience conflict. 
So we don't have to be afraid of it anymore. We don't have to run away from conflict. We don't have to pretend that it's not there. We don't have to try to dress it up as something else. It is what it is. It's conflict. However, conflict is not fighting. You should not be fighting in your marriages or in your relationships. That is when conflict takes a turn for the worse. And obviously, whether I'm talking about physical fighting or emotional fighting even, it's all bad. It's not good. It's not productive. It's not healthy. So what we're going to do today is we are going to talk about your fighting style, okay? So again, when I'm saying fighting, for the sake of this episode, I'm not talking about like you're throwing blows, okay? I'm talking about how do you deal with conflict? When something arises in your relationship and you are disagreed with your partner, you're having conflict, that conflict then turns into more of just a disagreement, but you're almost like at a stalemate. How do you handle that? What is your fighting style? If I could share one of my greatest relationship tips, it would be that true healing happens in community. I remember several years ago, I was a part of a very small group of women. This group of wives helped to heal me. I was going through a very difficult time in my marriage and I felt hopeless. I didn't know how to get out of this stuck place. I didn't know how to move beyond the shame of what I was feeling. I didn't know how to forgive. And this small group of safe women helped me to do just that. This is why I want to invite every single one of you wives to my upcoming Thrive Wives workshop. In this workshop, we're going to talk about loving your husband when your heart's not in it. We're going to talk about things like communication, how to rebuild trust in your marriage, what boundaries you need to put up in your marriage, what are some rhythms that you need to incorporate in your marriage in order to love the marriage that you have again. You see, you don't need a new marriage. You don't need a new husband. You just need to learn to love the one that you're in. Come on out to our next Thrive Wives workshop. You can find all the details at thrivewives.com. That's thrivewives.com. I can't wait to see you there. So I'm going to give you three main fighting styles. And if you guys know anything about EFT, emotionally focused therapy, I use a lot of this in my coaching, but this is where this is coming from. There are three main fighting styles that are that's taught in EFT. And the first, actually, I'll go ahead and give you all three and then we'll break them down. How about that? Okay. So the first is attack, attack. The second is attack, defend. And then the third is silent, silent. Okay, so let's go ahead and break these down. When you are in conflict with your boo, your partner, your spouse, whatever you want to call them, you're in conflict. There is a fighting style called attack, attack. Now, what that means is that the two people in the relationship are both on the attack. Let me also just say that this does not necessarily mean that this is how your personality is. You might be a very calm person for the most part. You might be an introvert for the most part. You might have a warm, peaceful demeanor for the most part until your spouse or partner pushes that button. Y'all know what button I'm talking about. And then you go full on attack mode. Couples who are in this attack, attack situation are usually not able to hear one another when they're in conflict. And the reason is because you're spending so much time going after your spouse, going after your partner. They have now become the enemy. You are now no longer fighting on the same team. You no longer have a common objective. This is all about I'm going to win. 
and you are going to lose. So couples who get into this whole attack, attack mode, basically never want to give an inch. I'm not going to be able to see any good in what you're saying. I'm not going to be able to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to be able to understand your point of view. I am in full on attack mode. I'm going to be right and you are going to be wrong 100% of the time. So friends, as you can imagine, if there is a couple who are both in attack, attack mode, you are never going to solve your problem. You are never going to find the solution to whatever the situation is because you're spending so much time attacking one another. It's almost like you are in a battlefield. Like I said, you've now become an enemy, a combatant of your partner. And years ago, Jordan Sparks actually wrote a song called Battlefield. Y'all, if I could sing for real, I would sing it to you. I can't play it for you because of the doggone copyright laws. And I don't want to be sued, nor do I want my podcast pulled off the air. But I do want to just read to you some of the lyrics of this song. And I want you to see if you can relate to this. So she sings, why does love always feel like a battlefield? A battlefield, a battlefield. Y'all know that song? So this is how it goes. Okay, she says, don't try to explain your mind. I know what's happening here. One minute it's love and suddenly it's like love is a battlefield. One word turns into a war. Why is it that the smallest things tear us down? My world's nothing when you're gone. I'm out here without a shield. Can't go back now. And then I'm not going to read all of this, but listen to this part. She says, I never meant to start a war. You know, I never want to hurt you. Don't even know what we're fighting for. Why does love always feel like a battlefield? Then it goes on to say, can't swallow our pride. Neither of us want to raise that flag. If we can't surrender, then we're both going to lose what we have. Oh, no. Both hands tied behind my back for nothing. Oh, no. These times when we climb so fast to fall again, I don't want to fall for it now. And then she goes on and on. I never meant uh, to start a war. You never know, or you know, I never want to hurt you. Don't even know what I'm fighting for. Why does love always feel like a battlefield? And maybe in your relationship, you feel like you are in a battlefield. You feel like nothing that you do, nothing that you say is going to make a difference because your spouse is looking at you as the enemy. So how do you get out of that particular fighting style? Well, one of you is going to have to wave that white flag and surrender. One of you is going to have to decide that the relationship is more important than being right. That your spouse is not your enemy. I've said this a million times on the show. I'll say it again. Your spouse is not the problem. The problem is the problem. You are not the problem. The problem is the problem. So until you actually get that, until you actually understand that, you'll stay in attack, attack mode. But the moment that one or both of you decides, hey, this isn't worth fighting for. This, whatever problem that we're facing, is not more important to me than my spouse, than my partner. I'm going to retreat. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to back down. I'm going to stop fighting. I'm going to stop attacking. That's how you get out of the attack, attack mode. Somebody just literally has to make a different choice. You have to open your ears and open your heart to hear what you are not hearing, to hear what your spouse is trying to communicate to you, which obviously is difficult if you're both on the attack. 
So if you find yourself in this mode, then I want you to take a step back, literally take a deep breath, close your mouth, and ask yourself, what are we actually fighting about? Y'all, if you just take the time to do that, you are going to realize that whatever the thing is that you're fighting about, it really isn't even that big of a deal. And usually when you're in attack attack mode, someone has been misunderstood. So if you're able to just take a step back and ask ourselves, okay, what is really going on here? What are we really fighting about? Then you can get out of this whole fighting um, attack attack dynamic. All right, my friends, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And then we're gonna come back and hear about the other two fighting styles. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about the second fighting style, which is attack, defend. So in this dynamic, you're going to have one spouse who's on the attack mode, like we talked about earlier, and then the other spouse who's retreating, who's like backing up, who's defending themselves. You know, they're like, hey, I got a good heart. I have good intentions. You don't understand me. This is what really happened. And that spouse is going to try to defend themselves from your attack, or if it's vice versa, maybe you're trying to defend yourself from your spouse's attack. This is, again, not a personality issue. So this isn't like the extrovert spouse is the attacker and the introvert spouse is the defender. That's not what this is. What this is, what is happening, I should say, what's happening here is that there's one person who's trying to move toward a solution through defending themselves and the other spouse who's just trying to do what we talked about earlier, which is trying to attack you which is trying to defend or to um, make you see their point. Now, couples who are in this particular fighting style will usually go through like a tit for tat, okay? So the attacking spouse will say something, then the defensive spouse will say, well, that's not true. As a matter of fact, that's not even uh, fair because you're upset with me because I gave you the silent treatment, but really you gave me the silent treatment two weeks ago. And then it's like this tit for tat, tit for tat, because that second spouse is trying to defend him or herself against the attacks of their spouse. Maybe you find yourself here. Maybe you feel like I'm always on the defensive. I'm always having to protect myself. Like if you're thinking this way, I'm always having to protect myself from my spouse or my spouse never sees my point of view. If you're an explainer, like I'm an explainer, y'all. I could have been an attorney in another life for sure. I know how to argue my point. I know how to give you all the pieces of evidence. I know how to bring you um, supporting arguments. So I am a defender for sure. 
And when you get into this mode, then what happens is even though you're not necessarily attacking your spouse in return, you're still not focused on a solution because you're trying to protect yourself. You'll hear words that your spouse says and you will take those words to heart. You will begin to internalize this attack that's coming toward you as a person. You won't necessarily hear what they're trying to say. The problem is you'll actually begin to internalize their attack and then you'll go on the defense. You'll begin to kind of um, let them know about all of the, the great things that you do, all of the wonderful things that you bring into their life, all the times in the past that you haven't done what they're um, attacking or, or accusing you of. And these fighting styles, though they're probably better than attack, attack, they're still not beneficial because you're still not getting to the root of the problem. You're still not actually coming up with a solution. So like I said, in my own marriage, Sean's not an attacker. So like, you know, it's interesting. I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys what Sean is. Okay. Um, <laughs> but in my own marriage, I can find myself defending, 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 defending. Usually it's not like necessarily me defending myself as as much as it is me defending my stance or my value or my reasonings. That's usually the big one. Like, well, I did do that thing, but let me explain to you why I did that thing. And then I want Sean to know all the reasons that I have a good heart. And this is why I actually did that thing. So if you actually feel like in your marriage, you have to defend yourself, then how can you truly connect with your spouse? Because none of us are going to connect with someone that we're afraid of or that we feel like we have to protect ourselves from. So if you find yourself in this fighting style, what you can do, depending on who you are in this, in this relationship, right? If you're the attacker, then obviously, like I said before, take a step back, stop attacking your spouse. If you're the defender, you also need to take a step back and stop trying to get your spouse to see all the good things about you and try to focus on what is the problem. What is my spouse trying to communicate to me, even if they're not doing it in the best way? Now, I feel like this is kind of common sense, but I just need to make this disclaimer here, this disclaimer, I think I said disclaimer. <laughs> I need to make this disclaimer to you that if fighting actually ever turns into a physical thing, right? Your spouse lays hands on you in a non-Christian way, you need to get out of that relationship. You need to get out of that situation. So I am not at all trying to help you understand if your spouse is slapping you around, then take a step back. Yeah, take a step back. All right. Take a step back out of that relationship. So I just want to put that out there. That's my huge, big disclaimer. If I had a red flag, I would be waving it right now. Warning, warning, warning. If a fight ever turns physical, where I can't help you now as a coach, okay? That this is not, I don't help people to stay in relationships where there's physical abuse present. So when I'm using the term fighting, I'm literally talking about your arguing, your disagreed, all right? So second fighting style is the attack defend. And maybe some of you can relate to that. All right, the third fighting style is silent, silent. Oh, this is a fun one to talk about. This is where my wonderful husband lives right here. He's a silent man. He will get upset and he'll just go silent. And I'll realize that he's upset because he just won't talk to me. And I also am really gifted at the silent treatment. 
So y'all can see where this is going, right? Like, I wish I could tell you that my husband and I, we're so perfect and Sean and I, we don't fight and we don't have issues and we just get along all the time. But that's not the real. That's not the truth. We still have issues like everybody else. And so when we're upset, we tend to do the silent, silent thing. We're not yellers, praise the Lord. Like we are not going to sit here and argue and yell at each other and cuss and scream. Like that's just not how we treat each other. But how many of you know, just like I said earlier, that whole episode that I did about the silent treatment versus silent, sometimes the silent treatment is not helpful. Usually the silent treatment is not helpful. There is a difference between taking a step back and quieting yourself, kind of, you know, regrouping, getting your thoughts together, being silent for a while. That's a good thing. But when it turns into silent treatment, This is where you can have major breakdown in your relationship because I don't know what you're thinking. You're not saying anything. So now I am relegated to my imagination. Now I have to make up things. Now I have to fill in the blanks. And y'all, I have a very active imagination, okay? I can make up some stories in a heartbeat. So when Sean goes silent on me, my imagination will kick into overdrive and I will make up a reason why this man is not talking to me. And that reason is usually very theatrical, like literally, like my imagination just goes crazy. So when you do that to your spouse, when you give them the silent treatment, you put them in a very weird situation where now they're having to fill in the blanks. They're having to fill in the gaps. And when they do that, it's almost always going to be inaccurate information that they're filling in the gaps with. So the whole silent, silent treatment can seem like it is more beneficial. Maybe you're like, oh, well, we're more mature because we don't do all the yelling and all the arguing. We just don't talk to each other. But usually that's still not helpful. It's like the little two-year-old that crosses their arms and goes in the corner and pouts. That's basically what this is. It's not mature. It's just a different way of fighting, really. Even though you think you're not fighting, you still are fighting. You're just fighting fighting silently. So I want to encourage you all, if this is the case and you are trying to avoid conflict at all costs, some people are just conflict avoidant. Most of the time, people, couples who find themselves in this whole silent, silent dynamic are people who are conflict avoidant. Maybe you grew up in a home where you saw conflict all the time. I've talked about this a lot on the show, right? Like that's how I grew up. Or maybe like my husband, he never saw conflict. So we both are silent for different reasons. I'm like, I don't have time for all that foolishness and fighting and all that. I'm just not going to do that. And he's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I've never saw, I've never saw conflict growing up, so I don't know how to handle it. So the silent, silent thing, what happens there? Well, now you're at a stalemate. Now you are stuck for different reasons because nobody's talking. Nobody's saying anything. How how does my spouse feel? Are they angry? Are they sad? Are they hurting? Are they feeling judged? I have no idea because we're not talking. So what you can do when you find yourself in the silent, silent dynamic is this is going to be like earth shattering. I know. Just just hold on to your seats and wait for it. You're going to have to open your mouth and talk. You're going to have to say, this is what's going on with me. This is why I'm upset. This takes vulnerability. You know, communicating in conflict always takes vulnerability. 
And a lot of times we feel like we got to be out of the conflict before we can actually share what's really going on with us. But that's not the case. As a matter of fact, when you graduate to like that next level of connectiveness, it is when you are able to still connect in conflict. Like, wow, that's like next level. When you're able to still be like, listen, I know that we're not agreed on this thing, whatever the thing is, whatever the problem is. I know we're not agreed here. I know that we don't see things eye to eye. I know that you have a different point of view, a different perspective than I do, but I still want to connect with you. I still want to draw close to you. Y'all, that takes incredible vulnerability. It takes humility. It takes courage. It does not take any courage to stay on your opposite ends of the bed, your opposite ends of the house. It takes zero vulnerability to do that. But when you decide, yes, we're disagreed, but I love you more than this. That's really what it comes down to, friends. When we can get to the point where we say, I love you more than this. I love you more than being right. I love you more than being heard. I love you more than us even solving this problem. That's real unconditional love. That's what we're trying to get at. Now we're all human and you're gonna have times that you really just do not want to fix whatever is broken. Like there are times that you're like, you know what? I know that we're not getting along right now and I know that my spouse and I are disagreed and I like it. Yep, I like it. I need some peace and quiet. I wanna step aside from them for a minute. I don't wanna talk to them for a minute. We're human. I get it. But make sure that those moments are very few and far between. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. What does that mean? That means that you need to keep short accounts. Does that mean that like, oh my gosh, the sun's going down. We got to like make up real quick. It means don't let things fester. You shouldn't be going into day three of a silent treatment. If you need to take a break, take a beat, take a pause, great. But when that thing starts festering and you're on day two, day three, day four, week three, week four, that's when the relationship is most vulnerable. It's not just vulnerable when you're arguing. Because listen, this is what I said in the Facebook group. I said, at least when you're arguing, you're talking, you're communicating, you're emoting. When people go silent, this is what I tell my guys when I'm in coaching and and a husband will say, you know, well, I just don't know what's going on with my wife. When she stops talking, that's when you've got a problem, sir. As long as you're talking, you're able to still communicate. Now, obviously, if you're yelling and screaming and cussing and putting each other down, that's never helpful. That's going to do damage on the relationship. But likewise, when you stop talking and you go silent, silent, that also does damage. All right, so three fighting styles, attack, attack attack, defend, and silent, silent. I want you to DM me at Mrs. Dana Shea on Instagram and let me know what is your fighting style. I'm not going to blast you out in public. I'm just curious. I may even put something up on one of my Instagram stories. I'm curious because I can say that for the couples that I work with, I don't have a lot of silent, silent folks. I have a lot of attack, attack, and I have a lot of attack, defend. Probably attack, attack is the more primary one that I see. So if that is you, you're in good company. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need to learn some better skills. 
I did a whole series called Communication 101. That's actually where episode 87 lives and that whole Communication 101 series. If you've not listened to that, I want you to go and listen to those episodes. I want to help you to be able to deal with conflict in a productive, mature, and a healthy way. So you can find those episodes. I think they're in the 80s, episode 81 through 89, if I'm not mistaken. Go and listen to those and learn some different ways of communicating. And then, like I said, friends, our goal is to still be able to connect even when you're in conflict. So I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. It's a little bit of a shorter episode today. And um, and sometimes we just don't need to go into, you know, a whole bunch of detail. I think that it's pretty pretty cut and dry, pretty standard here that we all need to kind of grow in this area and learning how to still love our spouses even when we are disagreed. So thanks so much for listening today. You guys, you can find the show notes to this podcast on realrelationshiptalk.com. Today's episode is going to be found at episode 147. So realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 147. And again, for my ladies, do not forget to go ahead and register for the Thrive Wives workshop coming up. I'm super excited, ladies. I would love to have all of you there. So be sure to register at Thrive Wives. And as I end every episode in saying, a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode.